Action Park Media. Welcome to uh, Dom's Den, our first official round table with our special guest, Tank Sinatra. Hey. Hey, 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 easy there. Welcome hey, to uh, the den. Uh, How you doing? Some really nice cigars. Some really nice Cheez-Its. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tank, uh, thanks for making um, the schlep. No problem. Um, My pleasure. That's schlep backwards, by the way. You. That's good. That's good. It's good. It's rearranged. It's close. It's, it's close. It's in a close enough. It's different. <laughs> How did this come about? Like, where did yeah. this? Like, please. At, when? At what point did Tank and Dom get into contact? Well, I'll, I'll do a little introduction. Uh, so, I think a lot of people think me and Tank look alike. I don't see it. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> So um, we we connected uh, via I think it was Instagram, right? Yeah. And uh, we said, you know, maybe we should do something. So we're working out some ideas and stuff. And uh, so he's creating memes with me and Michael Chickless <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like bobbleheads, and I'm like, oh wow, this is crazy. And so here here we are. And I had you know I wanted to get him down here and. Um, and I like I like this kind of this setup where we could just shoot the shit, and it's not you, you, you. I think you're the first person actually in the den. It's the first yeah. guy. He's the, uh, Other than us, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything has been Zoom. And um, are you vaccinated? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> What's the right answer? All right. <laughs> Round table's over. I'm protecting. Yeah. You got your points in well, <laughs> You've been jabbed or what? Yeah. Well, I've had it. And uh, I had it early. And I have the antibodies. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> How strong. was that? Did you, you had a mild case, bad case? I had a, a largely mild case, except for like... 10 hours of pretty intense symptoms, which is very weird. Uh, it was like... When uh, you had COVID. When I had COVID, oh, yeah. okay. It was... Um, you're married? No. Whatever, something. You got a... You got a I got a situation. Going. You got a SO. <laughs> it's a common law marriage. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you know how it is when you, you, you're with somebody. You fight sometimes over dumb stuff. So I was putting my son to bed and... I say to my wife, I say, hey, I think something's burning. Are you cooking something? And she goes, no, I'm not cooking anything. Already with like a little attitude. I was like, all right. Well, I fucking smell something. So I think you are, but all right. So like a minute goes by and I say again, I say, hey, whatever you're cooking, it's burning. So look into it. So she goes, I'm not cooking anything. So I walk out there and my wife is standing like fucking pig pen in a cloud of smoke by the microwave. So in her mind, she wasn't cooking, but she was microwaving a neck warmer. So I go, I pull her to the side, 
not violently, I just say, come here for a second. <laughs> I want you to see what I see. It's like when you're in fog, you can't see the cloud, like it's just right. you're in it. I say, you, do you see that? I say, you don't smell that. You don't smell that at all. She goes, no, I didn't smell it at all. I say, you didn't smell it a little bit. One percent? She goes, honey, I didn't smell it. I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, you didn't smell it. So long story short, she lost her sense of smell completely, wow. like a fucking hundred percent. Two days later, I had no sense of smell. That was the only symptom I had. I had no cough. I had no fever, no nothing. Is she a good cook? She, yes. <laughs> that was a delayed response. <laughs> yes. Just yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> say lost of uh, taste uh, could have worked to your advantage there. She, uh, she's, she's, a, she's a good cook when she yeah. wants to. I don't think she liked cooking that much. I like cooking. Hey, not everybody's a cooker. Exactly. Um, I'm an eater. But then one morning I woke up at like 2 a.m. So I went to bed. I had a fever for like 30 minutes. And I went to bed and I was like, this is either the sickness leaving my body or this is it settling in. Either way, like, we'll right. see what happens. So I woke up at 2 a.m. and I felt like my lungs were wrapped in barbed wire. Settling and like for in. like two weeks, we were like, they're making too big of a deal of this. And I was like, this is nothing. This is not a big deal. And then I woke up. I was like, oh, this is what they're trying to keep people from getting. This sucks. Yeah. But I went to the doctor that day at like noon, and it was gone. The doctor was like, here's an inhaler. Just watch it. And I didn't get a test because it was like March 15th. March oh, 15th, yeah, they nothing. had no tests. I was like, he's like, you want a test? I was like, you have tests? He's like, eh, you know, they kinda. had They had tests back then. They were, they were beautiful. They were beautiful, the tests. Yeah. They were, it was an 18-inch harpoon that got stuck in your nose. Right. I was like, is it, am I going to go to the hospital if I test positive? He goes, no. I was like, then save it for someone who needs it. Really, I didn't want that thing shoved in my nose. I th I, I think I might have had it. Yeah. I didn't get an antibody test. I just got my first shot last week. Yeah. get my second shot. In hey, you got a shot. Hey, hey, I got the shot. Go. Um, Did you feel any... Uh... Any pain in the injection site? No, I I was doing stuff around the house. I went and got the shots. And then I, I, I did start feeling a little tired, a little bit of a headache. Yeah, you just go to sleep. And then, yeah. yeah. yeah it's good. But I'm, I got to be honest, man. I'm a little worried before. about the second shot. Now you're second one a little yeah. bit more. I'm a little worried yeah. about it. Second one. I told you, because follow, follow my regimen. Four IPAs a night. Yeah, no you know, effects. but I never, <laughs> I never um, reacted well to the flu, the flu shot. It's on record. Yeah. It's oh, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the entire the entire world and Egypt where we're that's how that's we're how important it is. In it is important. <laughs> but, so um, how long did it take to uh, clear it? My sense of smell is still fucked up. No shit. Yeah. Wow. But I only knew that I had antibodies because I donate blood, and they sent me a letter, and they said that I had antibodies. I don't think that matters anymore. I think I, I, I know a few people that got COVID twice. My yeah. daughter had it twice. My no. stepdaughter. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. But, so, I mean... How old is she? She's 14. So she didn't get a, a big reaction from it, did she? Well, it's funny because someone was like... I think... Was it you I was talking to? Mm-hmm. When you when you when she came home when and you're she, like my daughter just got it again. She was, <laughs> I, she, it was you. I don't know who I said this to, but they were like, "Oh man, that sucks." Your stepdaughter got it, and they and you were like, someone was like, "Are you worried? Are you gonna go get tested?" I was like, "No, I haven't seen her in weeks." 
And they were like, oh, she doesn't live with you? I was like, no, she just doesn't come out of her room. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> but I think that really did save me because I went and got tested. Yeah. I was negative. Yeah. Wow. Like, she really doesn't come out of her room yeah. that much. She's she a should teenager. Have. If, she, if she had it, she should be quarantined. Well, she's room. a teenager, so yeah. she doesn't. But then when she was quarantined, she really didn't. She was wearing a mask around the house when she, was, when she came out right. to get food or yeah. whatever. Everyone had a mask. Pat's got a teenager. We have oh, to man. we have to summon him from his quarters. It's like days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He hasn't seen it. He sees it once a week. Hey. Now, now imagine this. I think it's about this norm. a lot. <clears throat> you remember getting picked up from school? Were you embarrassed by your parents at all? Or no? So I don't remember if I was or not, but I know that it's a thing that kids get embarrassed by their parents. Imagine your dad or your mom showing up on the For You page of TikTok. How embarrassing that must be. Oh, that's good. That's good. No, that's great. That's good. another level. I, t- I think level. about I think about social media sometimes. embarrassment. That's oh, great. my God. Me telling a story about how I got world blocked stage. by Kylie Jenner oh. for fucking making a stupid comment. Yes. <laughs> Uh, really? Yeah. You have a lot. You have a lot more power than the dad who just wears funny costumes when the kid's bus rolls up in front of the house. Yeah, you have a lot yeah, more yeah. power in the social media world. I think. I think they, she probably flexes it when she needs to or when she wants to, and then other times, it's embarrassing. That's great. So how did it start? How did the social media <clears throat> empire start a long time ago? When was Tank yeah. Sinatra yeah. invented? What happened here? The long version, I'll give you the medium version. Medium is good. So I had a blog in 2003 called, oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> I don't even want to tell you the name. Now you have to. Yeah, now I have to. <laughs> what, else, what else were you doing in 2003? In 2003, so I, I, I did all, I was on the internet a lot in like Friendster, AOL. I was just fascinated by the internet. I was like, I could talk to somebody somewhere else in the world with my fingers. It was just mm-hmm. amazing to me. So I was on Friendster, which was a, a website before MySpace. <clears throat> it never took off. Then I was on MySpace. Then I had a blog called Inside is Never 2020. I made that when I got sober just because my brain was fried mm-hmm. and so bursting with like real like low-level revelation stuff, but like things that I thought were important. So I was writing. Then I had a website called jayzfordummies.com where I would decode his lyrics and I thought that was important. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I could do that. <laughs> I love that. Decoding. <laughs> then, um, then in 2012, I had a website called ifoundmoneytoday.com and that was actually based off an interaction with my stepdaughter when you ever hear somebody tell a story and then the way to fix a bad story is you say, oh, and then I found $20. You ever hear that phrase? Yeah. So it's like a thing. Like if you're telling a story and it sucks, you just say, oh, and then I found 20 bucks. And then it's good. And it fixed, then it's a good story. <laughs> and my stepdaughter, I was supposed to give her five bucks because she cleaned her room or something like that. She did something she was supposed to do. And I remembered she was in the back seat. I'll never forget it. I go, oh, Liana, you know what? I owe you $5 because you cleaned your room. She like, freaked out she doesn't have any money she's seven or whatever she is at the time she's like oh my god you're gonna give me five dollars so i was like holy shit that's exciting and i just (laughs) forgot how exciting money was for people so in december of 2011 going into 2012 i was working in manhattan and i left five dollars once in a dunkin donuts bathroom 
and I took a picture of it and I wrote a little story about where it was. It was on like 37th and 7th and I was like, here's how many people are in the store. This is what's going on. This is what time of day it was and then I made a website for it. I wrote, posted the picture, wrote the article and then I did it again the next day and the next day and the next day and I did it for like a month or two and then I won a Webby Award for that. Wow. Which, wow. Is, which is like the like the awards yeah, yeah, for, the, yeah. for the internet. So that was like the first bit of success I had on the internet. Sadly, I let that die, but I didn't really know what I had. So anyway, Tank Sinatra was born in before, 2015. Before you, what were your, what was your career before? Career. No career. <laughs> what was your job? I get it, I get it, yeah, I get it. I had yeah. 70 jobs in yeah. my lifetime. I had so many jobs. Some jobs I kept for a day, some jobs I had for two weeks, some for five years, some for less, but I never had Why do you think career. that is? Just because it, it, it didn't allow you to be, obviously, creative. you're very creative. Yeah. It sucks when you're in a job and you can't yeah. create. It's you very have difficult. to like, produce widgets. Very yeah. difficult. It sucks. I was a waiter. I liked sales because sales allowed me to be creative because sales, like, I, if I could be, if I could, I, I couldn't, like, interactions that are too short, like a cashier or something like that, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I need more time with people. Yeah. So, like, when I was selling fence, that was good because I was with people for, like, a half an hour to 45 minutes, but it wasn't, like, three hours. Three hours is too long. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I can't be with someone in an office for eight hours. Yeah. It's too much time with it's a you. Too, yeah, too clerical for you. It's too much yeah. time with you, Sandy. Fuck you know, it, I don't want to be with you for that long. Only yeah. time you can spend three hours with a customer is if you're bartending. Because they just keep getting lubricated. Yeah, they they can get lubricated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're also not spending three hours with that one customer. You're spending yeah. three minutes with them, and then three minutes with this one, three minutes with this one. You're jumping back and right. forth. So it's like good. It still allows you to be creative yeah, as a bartender. Yeah, exactly. mm -hmm. You always have an out. You know who, You know bartenders who are just doing it to get through school and, and then other ones who look at it as a career. Yeah. yeah. And some, uh, listen, there's only been one waiter I knew who was a successful career waiter. Guy worked hard, saved his money. He worked at the windows on the world. He fucking, I mean, that guy retired from waiting tables. Yeah. For real, you get, you get you get good gigs. You can you can parlay that. He saved millions of dollars and finance and invested and saved. Married a woman who had like a she was a custodian at a school. She had a pension. He retired from the service industry, and he never was a manager. He's in the service industry hall of fame. That, that yeah, that's, that's so rare. Crazy. Truly, that's rare. I worked with him at Prime in Huntington. He was like a I mean. Service industry hall of fame. So it was yep. easy for you to, to leave whatever job you're doing. Well, he wasn't. To, to so it was 2012, you said, right? No, 2015, he started Tank. <clears throat> and it wasn't that easy because it was the third time that I went back to this fence company. It was a fence company in Long Island called Victorian Fence. My friend Joe owns it. And I had left him once to go, start a, uh, to go work for a cleaning company doing sales. Miserable, dude. Miserable. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Door to door sales in Manhattan. <laughs> Bro, I could never do that. I mean, not you. You walk into the lobby. The, the doorman cold, says no. The cold calls. Cold calls is even worse. Nightmare. And it's not even a fun cold call. It's like knock, knock, knock. Hey, who's cleaning your toilets? Get the fuck out of here. Okay, yeah. bye. Yeah. Like nobody wants to see you. It's mm -hmm. not a fun cold call at all. They get that all day long. People all walk day in long. and trying to, and they're just fucking done. The second they see you, they're done with it. And you know that going in. Uh -huh. Your copiers, your paper, it's like, it's not a sexy thing at all. The rejection. 
Rejection Tomorrow is fine, but, but it's if they just that, it's, you, yeah. you don't even get a shot. They don't let you talk. You walk in and they throw you out right away. I guess I, I and, and you're not even you don't really believe what it's you're a thankless selling. job. You don't yeah. believe what you're selling. That's the they problem. Know that you don't you don't care about what you're selling. That's the real problem. The mm-hmm. problem is that you don't care who's cleaning their toilets either. Mm-hmm. You just and you don't even know who's going to be cleaning their toilets. It's going to be some guy who the operations manager sends to them. You don't even know who it Did is. Did they have a script for you guys? No, you don't even get into it. Okay, fine. Get out of here. No, but I mean the sales pitch. Um, no, you never. It was like so. You never even get that far. So there was pre nine eleven sales, and there was post nine eleven sales, and there was two guys there who were pre nine eleven, and then me who was post nine eleven. And the pre nine eleven guys did great because they had relationships with office managers and building managers and supers and all that kind of stuff. I just never made it. So. I went back to the fence company. Then I left the fence company to move to California because I had saved ten thousand dollars and I was fucking set. <laughs> I was just gonna move to California. <laughs> I had infinite money. Yeah. It ran out by the time I got to California. So you go broke. Yeah. So you go broke. Yeah. Bro, I mean, I took two weeks to drive across country. I got there. I had like three thousand dollars. Yeah. I was like, what happened? I bet that was a good time. It was a great time. <laughs> the way to do it. That, I always say, not to, I, this is in no way meant to disrespect what happened on 9-11, but that was the second most patriotic I ever felt was when I finished that cross-country trip. The first most patriotic I felt was the Friday after 9-11 when mm. I drove down the BQE and I saw all the people outside because I was yeah. coming back from Maryland. The second most patriotic was after that trip. Because you got to experience the entire country. You don't know how beautiful this country is yeah. <clears throat> until you've done a cross-country trip. Yeah, I've done it five, six times. It's fuck. I mean, it's I didn't staggering. fly. Dom I had, used to fly. Dom had flying issues. Mm. Every time I had to get... I remember... <laughs> oh, I got one for you. I took the train to Los Angeles. <laughs> There's a train that goes to Los Angeles? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bullet train. Twice. Is it steam? Yeah, no. <laughs> he had to shovel the coal. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he paid half price. To yeah, it goes uh, New York, New York, Chicago, Chicago, Los Angeles, Union Station in, uh, in Los Angeles, and um, the gig, the job worked two days, and it took me four days to get there, <laughs> and then four days to get back. All that to avoid uh, getting in, getting into the uh, the flying cylinder. Like, no, nah, I don't want to fly. You know, I never used to fly. I always used to drive. I would drive to Arizona, Florida, but wherever the gig was. Why? Was was I don't know. I just I had a hard time flying, nah, man. It just flying. We've never covered this. Hurts me. The actual incident that happened because something happened to me on a plane. No, I I I. To be perfectly, I don't think I like being cooped up like that for that amount of time with people I don't know. Even with like Xanax. Doesn't matter. Xanax. I'm a I'm a freaking owl on the plane. You can't I've taken everything. You can't and I'm the only one awake. Yeah. I'm like, oh you know what? Let me take the red eye. I'm the only one up. Yeah. I'm looking around, everybody's like this. The they red got eye. This. Yeah. See I love I as love a, as a somebody like that, a red eye is like hell. The worst. Well, I figured I could sleep. No, you can't. No, you won't sleep. No. <clears throat> no. Well, I know that now. <laughs> I, I take the, the I flight. need the window seat. 
The flight I can't is like fly if I'm there, if I don't have the window. I, I, I treat I treat the flight like a social event. You know, it's like I start drinking in the in the in the airport, and then I keep, yeah, but I, I can't do that because sometimes I'm taking a flight, and as soon as I get off the plane, I have to have a wardrobe fitting, and then I'm going straight to work. That's aggressive. So I can't do that. Um, other times I I can, but it doesn't matter. It, it it's just an uncomfortable feeling. <clears throat> so turbulence. Is Wait, not do you have friend. like general... and it hurts me. It physically hurts me. <clears throat> well, the pressure Fine. hurts. Did yeah. you listen to? Did you watch Nate Bargatze's comic special? Comedy special. Do you no. know what that is? He reminded me. We went to Disneyland two years ago. Um, about yeah, and we were on the the Finding Nemo ride. I don't have claustrophobia that I know of. When they fucking clanked down that cap on that ride, have you ever been there before? Disneyland? No. You'd fuck, bro. Don't. Even do it. Don't yeah, yeah, they have yeah. their own currency. You don't want any part of that. No. You get into this ride, <laughs> and I'm in there with my kids. Their own currency. They and do. You're, you're fucking a big Disney guy. dollars. He get talks about having this moment on a ride in Disneyland. I, don't, I forget which ride he had it on, but I had it on this one. And I'm in there with my family, and the guy next to me goes, You know, uh, statistically, this is the ride you're most likely to die on. It's underwater. <laughs> <laughs> And as soon as he said that, my, my body locked up, and it's Ellen's voice going, just keep swimming. And I'm like, I, I couldn't, my face was this close to the thing. I had people on either side of me. I didn't enjoy even a millisecond of the ride. No. I almost you asked your head, it off. You know, they, my, you, my they rent the like, space in your head. Oh, bro. Yeah, it was not good at yeah, all. Not good. So I, I get there, that. I, I, I understand that feeling of being, and you're in the air. In a plane, you're well, like in the air. You, you can't, can't get off. Yeah. I hope that doesn't happen to me. I hope I don't develop a new I, problem. I got enough problems. An Life's all about developing yeah, new problems. An MRI? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't bother you? Because <clears throat> you so can scooch out if you got to, you know. He doesn't like being out of control, too. You're locked in and you have no control. Exactly. <laughs> this is like a therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 2015 happens. Memes are deep. Take Sinatra is, is yeah, born. Get off the right? <laughs> Memes are deep. They're deep business. So, so okay. So, yes, to, to, to go back to the career thing, I always had a job, but I always had a side creative venture but nothing ever took off right so one day a couple of things took off like the webby award was was big but i didn't turn it into anything i had a couple of memes that i made on reddit hit the front page which just means that they did well on reddit do you know what that is yes okay so they hit the front page they went viral for a day or two or whatever it was but like that's you can't convert that into anything so one day I'm on Instagram. I follow the fat Jewish fuck Jerry girl with no job. All these like, there's like five pages that post memes at this time, and I already feel like I'm too late to the game, right? So I email the fat Jewish and I say, "Hey, I saw you just post something that I just saw on Reddit. What if I sent you stuff? Took that off your plate. You don't have to find anything anymore, right? This is before everything with him. So he emails me back and he says that would be great." I have all this shit going on. I got, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I sent him a bunch of stuff. He goes, you could do this every day. I go, I could do this every hour. <laughs> right? So Did I, you say it like that? 
in the email, but I did that. <laughs> that was the tone. Did you cap, cap, cap? Yes. Realize? I do that every hour. Oh, I, I figured out how to italicize it in the email. Day long. <laughs> <laughs> <I meant to. laughs> so I started sending him stuff, but then I started making my own memes also. So once I started, and then he started fucking reposting me like crazy. So he was in the middle of all this thing with like stealing people's shit. And like, I was benefiting from him reposting my stuff and people were coming at him. And I was like, he stole one of your memes. Make more memes, bro. You're fucking hanging your hat. You're hanging your whole career on one joke. Make a fucking, make another joke. You know what I mean? Like you can't. I don't know. That whole thing was really bothersome to me because he helped me out so much. Right. But that's besides the point. So the bottom line is I just fucking never stopped. Never stopped. Even when he stopped reposting me and I was like, fuck, what do I do now? But by that time, I had 300,000 followers. So here's, here's a, wait, wait. Here's the Why did he stop reposting? Um, I think he just, at that point, he was already getting put through the ringer. And I think he was just like jaded on the whole meme situation. I think he was just like, I think at that point he was kind of done posting memes. And he doesn't really post anymore at all, anymore. Really? He got his rosé company, he sold it to Anheuser-Busch. He's fucking, he's good. Yeah. Dom his rosé you know, you know, company? You know Dom makes yeah. his own rosé. I saw something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he had a rosé company, sold it to Anheuser-Busch, Babe Rosé. Wow. He makes, he has his own grapes or? I don't know the inner work. Or he does his own blend. That's too much information for me. Okay. I don't know. Now here's the thing: you're I talking just know about, that he. We're talking about your like your climb from you know the beginning to this whole social media you know empire that you're kind of creating on yeah. your own, and then it's like I'm looking at something a few weeks ago and I see uh, who is it? Mark Zuckerberg from mm. Facebook, and then the guy from Instagram. What's his name? Oh, Adam. Yeah. They're, they're having a Zoom meeting and they fucking bring Tank in. Start talking about yeah. shit. And I'm like, I was talking about, <laughs> phone was yeah. and all of a sudden I see Tank on this Zoom meeting with uh, with these two guys. I'm like, this is this is hysterical. Okay. Yeah, you know what it is, Dom. It's been your career. You've had a long career so far, right? Mm. Would you say there's been one big break? A few. A few. Yeah, there's been a lot of big breaks, probably little breaks, medium breaks. I kind of don't. I don't really look at it that way. I, I kind of look. Okay, a big break would be me not having to have a part time job. Yeah, you just never stop working. But that took ten years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, you just you just can't. I I learned somewhere along the way that the little victories gotta mean something. Yeah, they always means something. Yeah, the the little victories like. I remember... Tank, even the losses mean something. I mean... Yeah, yeah. because the losses point, you in, the right, point yeah. you in the right direction. Yeah. But the little victories is what... Yeah. It, are, the, are, the, are the little building blocks for your confidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They just kind of let you know that you're, you're heading in the right direction. And that you're on the right path. And that you did something well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know? I think it's... Like you get invited back More somewhere. important than anything else. It's that, shit, I did something well. I completed something. Yeah. You know? Um, it's an up and down business, man. Well, Tough. you got to take, take a win wherever you can get it, man. You got to take a win and, and just get all those wins gone. I tried to explain that to my kids, you know, in baseball mm -hmm. terms. I'm like, if you fail seven out of ten times in baseball, you're in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? It's all about taking that strikeout 
and not bringing it out with you the next day back. Yeah, some days you keep going. Look, some days you're all for four, some days you're four for four. Uh-huh. That's just the way That's it is. That's how it goes. And um, I can't tell you how many times I wanted a part or something like that, and I didn't get it. And total devastated. Oh, fucking devastated. Yeah. You know, as long as and, you don't uh, let that linger. That that's the big thing. Don't let the the the, the bad. But there's linger. also, you know, I can understand why people would get frustrated because there's also this whole political side to everything. Mm-hmm. You understand? There are people who play favorites. There's who you know. You never know. Here's my thing, and I don't know if it's because I'm a skeptic, just because of who I am. But um, you want to know that you're being taken seriously. And early on in my career, I didn't feel that. So whether that made me work harder or whether that made me um, keep people at a distance, keep it just about the work. Yeah. And, uh, but... It all contributes. It, you to know, everybody has a different road. No. You, you know, some people come come out of drama school, have an agent because they did some plays. That wasn't my case. Yeah, yeah, you, you know that wasn't my case from that career. No. Yeah, yeah no. but you've done well for yourself. <clears throat> do you yeah. th- do you think you'll ever be secure or no? Like, like, do you? I heard you say in the Jimmy podcast that you still got to dance for your dinner, right? Sing and dance for my food. Yeah. Sing and dance for your food. Do you see that as a negative or a positive? When you say that, how do you mean it? I could understand somebody wanting me to to read for something that could potentially be outside of the box. Um, But then there are times where, you know, um, you feel like people just have to justify their jobs. You you know, and it's like, yeah, you know, you got to come in, you got to read for this, but... You're like, well, watch. You feel head. like you either you, you you either want me or you don't. You know what I'm, what I could do, what I you know, or what you think I can't do. Yeah. Right. Um. Now, when you think I can't do something and you want to see if I'm capable of doing it. Yeah. Then yeah, put me. Look, I have no problem swinging the swinging the bat. You know, because I aim for I I aim for over the fences all the time. Yeah. And you're not going to hit the ball if you don't swing the bat. Mm-hmm. So, That's it. Um, but we just, we actually talked to Jerry Ferrara about this. And, and uh, look, you got to be in the game. You got to play the game. And uh, will I ever be forgotten? Probably not. Yeah. I don't think Probably that's a not. thing. No, because I think when you lose that fear, right? Even f- for me, uh, acting, if I have a gig, no matter how many times I do it. You, it's like talking to a boxer. It's like you, if you ever, ever hear Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson's like, well, you know, before I go in the ring, I you don't you don't see it, but I have those butterflies mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, I think and it's still the same way with me. Yeah, my fear is not being prepared. I don't mind if I stumble a line. I don't mind if I do that, but. Half-assing it and not preparing—that's my biggest fear. 
Yeah, over prepare. Yeah, but I I like to prepare enough to know where my boundaries are uh-huh. and to be able to play in case things get switched up. But say mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really uh, looking at this material, and you know, I kind of half-ass and I don't dedicate an hour, two hours to looking at the material every day. Yeah. When when I was doing a show and I was a regular on a show, I I was a, a script ahead. Wow. So when I was shooting a certain episode, I was actually learning the lines for the following episode. Yeah. But that's me. Yeah. Other people don't have to do that. Hmm. They're just they're just talented in a different way. Did you? Did you? Me, it don't. It it never come. First of all, I'm dyslexic, so it takes me longer to 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 read. It takes me. I have to decode everything first. Mm -hmm. You see. Yeah. When I reline, you see me pause mm-hmm. because I'm decoding. Yeah, but it's yeah, funny you you, you deal you deal with the dyslexia, but your 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 power of memory is impressive because you have to memorize all those lines. I would do a a, a table read, uh, with a table read, and I would act like I'm reading it, <laughs> no? just to be like everybody You'd have else. To but I have to have it memorized. Yeah. yeah. I can't. Ha- I can't read anything cold. Um, I have to decode it. I have to trick my my brain a little bit, mm-hmm. saying, "Ah, oh, that, that, that's not what it is. It's this. That that don't make sense." Well, now when I go through it, I know it. Yeah. Takes time. Mm-hmm. Takes a lot of time. Did you have jobs before you started acting? T- tons. Like well, how early? Early? This is yeah. this is interesting that you say that because we touched on this already, and this is one of my roundtable topics. Because uh, one my first roundtable, my, my first roundtable, calm it down now. My first roundtable question is: the aside from everyone else's career, they're in now the worst job they've ever had. Oh, I'll well, just real, no, real quick, go ahead, go ahead, because then. one of the reasons I ask, especially because certain people who don't have, like a lot of times, people will say to me on the internet, get a real job, Tank. And it's like, like you fucking idiot. You think it's that's not a real job. Yeah, yeah, of course. Get a real job, Tank. Yeah. Well, that's how I read it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's because they're pissed that you're making a little bit of money doing something When fun you When you refer <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> you notice when he when, a lot of money. <laughs> when he refers to somebody else saying something to him, you use that particular voice. Oh yeah, always. Even if it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever see the? Uh, sorry to go off topic, uh, but Are did you ever? See, no, <laughs> did, did, did you? Um, did you no, ever see uh, the kid stays in the picture? Mm-hmm. The Robert Evans no. uh, documentary. You know who Robert Evans is? Bob no. Evans, like the uh, Cracker yeah. Barrel. No, Bob Evans, he uh, <laughs> produced The Godfather, Paramount. Oh, okay, okay, I got So if you watch this documentary, um, every time he's like, yeah, I was having a conversation with this other guy, this producer, and he would try to do that guy's voice, and that's what it kind of reminds me of. <laughs> so he does, uh, so he was... Uh, Steve McQueen, he was talking about, he was, uh, Steve McQueen's wife um, at that time. Um, he had a few. 
Yeah, but Robert Evans was married. Robert Evans was married to her, and they were do off doing a movie, and she and he goes, uh, he goes, he goes, how could I have been so fucking stupid? <laughs> she was with McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> You're never gonna live up to that. Uh, that's great. <laughs> that's By the way, speaking great. of topics, you gotta see some of the topics. All right, go ahead. Wait, 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 So get get a real job, because this is I, I want to. This is something that I try to talk about a lot, or I, I talk to people about a lot. They don't think it's a real job unless you're overworked, underpaid, and you hate it, right? And when I was a kid or younger. I used to get paid hourly wages, right? And I was of the mindset that I wanted to get paid, let's say, $8 an hour on the hour, no matter what, whether I produced or not. And when I switched from that to having no hourly rate wages whatsoever, it's unnerving and it's unsettling. Sometimes my stomach hurts because I have kids and a family, but it's like I don't ever feel secure. So I wonder at what point do you feel secure? Like we're looking for a new house right now, and I'm like, I'm not ready to buy a new house, but I'm never. You're never ready to buy a new house yeah. if you don't have a salary. But even if you have a salary now in 2021, it doesn't matter where you work. You could be fucking. You could have your head chopped off tomorrow. Exactly. Unless you're in a union of some sort. But even then, the unions now are not like they used to be. No. You get laid off. There's nothing they can do. Like my, you know. It's just, I don't know, man. It's, it's a crazy time right now. There's no security anywhere. So you're saying bring back the mafia? Bring back the mafia. <laughs> Let's start it. Let's yeah. do uh, Irish-Italian Irish split. <laughs> All right. All right. Stop. So segue. Worst job ever. Wait. We'll start with... No, 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 no. We gotta cut. No, yeah, no, no, we gotta no, cut. No, the, we gotta. We gotta go through this pretty quick. We gotta shoot that thing. All right, quick. Worst, <laughs> worst job ever. Uh, Tank, you start. Worst job. The worst job I think I ever had was, fuck, I don't know, probably, it's a mix because I was a landscaper when I was 14. Great job. I got paid $4 an hour. Yeah. And uh, I worked for one week. I was supposed to work the whole summer. And <coughs> then you had out. I had allergies. <laughs> I worked for one week. I remember going to pick up my paycheck. It was $160. I remember looking at it and feeling rich. I was like, oh my God, I have $160. I can't believe it. This is the most money I've ever had in my entire life. So it was a miserable, miserable job. I had to be at the yard at 5 o'clock. Yeah. But when I picked up that money, I felt rich. Yeah. So best than worst. But best more worst. worst. Dom? Car sales. Oh. <laughs> you hated that job. Fucking hated that job. <laughs> hated everything about that business. Oh yeah. I was a stockbroker. What about you guys? I was a stockbroker in Long Island. Um, they trained us in six months to get our series. What seven. penny stocks? No, you ever see that movie Boiler Room? Penny stocks. Yeah. Yeah, penny stocks. You ever see Boiler Room? That was yeah. us. That was exactly. I hated. That I was job. a stockbroker for two days too. Yeah. <gasps> I got my Series 7 and got the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. It was terrible. Oh, Speaking yeah. of cold call, we call like two, 300 people a day. Yeah, it's a nightmare. And just click, click, click. And then you get the one sucker and you hand them off to the other guy and he sells them the stock. And yeah, terrible. That's job. amazing. <laughs> I had one of them uh, sales jobs for like two days. It was uh, this group in LA. They were called TAG. It was the ad group. And I went in, you know, because I was between jobs, and I went in for an interview, and 
and they brought me out with this this little guy. He was like five foot two, and he'd, he he's like, you'll be his sidekick for the day. And we went into all these stores. Like you said, you walk in, and right away they look at you in your suits, and they're like, oh, my God, what are these assholes going to sell us right now? And he would walk in, and I'm, I'm just you know, there trying to, like, supposedly learn from him. And he would walk in, and I remember he walked into this one place, and he walks up, and they're looking at him, and they're like, what do, we, what do you want? And he says nothing. He goes, watch me. And he, he walks up, and there's like a, a tin of red vines, you know, like Twizzlers on the desk. And he walks up, he pulls one out, and he just starts chewing it. And he goes, what's your story? And, and I'm like, is this little man trying to play it so cool where he's just going to eat red vines in front of these people? And they're like, what do you sell? And he's like, what are you buying? And I'm, <laughs> and security was there. They made one phone call. Security was there. We walk out. He goes, we'll get the next one. Now, like, we went back to the headquarters. There's this one guy who's like kind of like the leader in Boiler Room where he's like the, the motivational yeah. speaker. Dude, all these people lined up. They lined up in a circle. And each one of them said how much sales they did that day, which was usually nothing. And they ran around the circle as everyone clapped for them. Oh. And, and they got, and, and if you had made one sale, you rang a little bell. There was three bells. And the third, one guy made three sales. He had this huge 25 pound bell that he was ringing. I'm sitting there like, this is the most amazing material I've ever come across in my I life. But I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this. <laughs> Next topic. Oh boy. Shows that your wife watches or your girlfriend that you can't stand. Oh. I thought it was the other one. Tank. Summer House. British Summer House, shit. Bravo. Yeah. Which one? Summer. No, uh, which one Wait. is it? It's. Below Deck? Either Below Deck or Summer <laughs> House. Yeah. That's true. I've only All, heard everything of on Bravo. Everything on Bravo. Here, Bravo. Dom's not interested. But Dom is interested no, in is creating interested. his own show for Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. Tank, what do you got happening at your house? Um, Tank and I will create a yeah, show. Yeah. On Bravo. For, on Bravo. <laughs> a, a buddy cop drama. <laughs> <laughs> the cue balls. The cue balls. <laughs> balls on um, my wife just. This is bizarre to me because my wife just finished watching all nine seasons of The Vampire Diaries. Oh. <laughs> and in season two, oh she started God. talking about how much she hated it. What? But kept yeah. going with it. But nine, kept going with it, right? Nine fucking seasons. Here's what happens. Here's That's what happens. They no, it's not commitment. It's psychosis, dude. It is. It's total psychosis. They develop a personal relationship to the show. Once they get in, even when it gets bad, they still have when this it personal gets, relationship. It's bad. It's no, bad for me, it's bad. For me, it's bad from the start. Yeah. But it's like they have this emotional connection as if they're like on the in the writing room with them. It's like it's it's very interesting. They'll keep watching. And it's, it's, Women, yeah. my friend Dave is married and he goes or he used to go to this restaurant with his wife and she would order the same thing every time she went and she hated it every single time she went. <laughs> and he used to complain to me about her complaining about her food and I'd be like, "Listen, either you got to like Stop going with her. Or you, we can't be friends anymore. I can't listen to you complain about her. Complaining oh, I hate about that. Food. I hate when people complain about the same shit. Don't let her complain about the food, or don't let her order it, or say here's you don't want to go here, there anymore. Here's, here's what I, I hate oh, most: when somebody keeps complaining about the same shit, and you give them advice, and they don't take the advice, keep doing and the they same keep, shit. So you're at the point where. Why are you still telling me this? Yeah, yeah. You love it. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get out of that cycle? That's the, I they, don't know. They love but, it. Yeah, they yeah. love to have the pain. They love to bitch. Hi, I'd like to order the pain. 
This Damn. is not every wife. Let's just no, 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 it's, no most no, of our wives are our great. Wife. You know, they're fantastic people, but we just have a little bit of a difference when right. it comes to television programming yes. and perhaps restaurants. My wife is a big sharer. We go to a restaurant. It's every I wife. know <laughs> that for every for every for every fourth restaurant we go to, I know that at least one. I have to say, you can go ahead and pick two items and we'll share it. And then if I hate them both, the next time I know that I'm just going to order my own thing. It's like, but it's a buffer. They love to share, you know, the big, big on the sharing. But again, sometimes I see the lamb asabuco on, on, and special. I'm like, when am I going to see a lamb shank asabuco on special again? It yeah. don't deprive me of this experience right now. Dude, when I used to ribeye. These what, are rare things. Yeah. When I used to wait tables, I'd see a wife ask a husband what he was going to order. I'd be like, what does it fucking matter what he's going to order? Yeah. Let him eat what he's going to eat. Why nah. does it matter? Yeah. He's yeah. going to eat with his mouth. You eat with your mouth. Stop. <laughs> Control. Pat, Control. Pat, show that your wife watches. I, honestly, I, <laughs> he's scared. He's like, he's like, he's like, I separate myself. We're like two ships passing the night. He's like, I see her as often as I see my teenage once son. Once it's TV time, we go our separate way. <laughs> she came in the room the other day. I was watching Sons of Sam, right? And she comes and goes, like, Oh, you're watching something light again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like. Nah. And so my last question I'll ask for the uh, our topic for the. Um, <clears throat> For, for the round table. Oh, okay. We'll be... Uh, this is all the good stuff. There's several. I know, I know. I know you want to get to them, but I, I will say this. We'll do quick. I'll just... I'll stop yeah. talking. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll say this. Um, people who don't lock the bathroom door. Like when you're at a party or you're somewhere else in a public place, when you walk into that bathroom and somebody's in there and they haven't locked the door, like, why are people not locking the bathroom door at a party? Is this a weird thing to anybody else but me? Mm, I was at a house I never party. even thought about that. It can, oh, oh, it can only be that they forgot. Yeah. No, no, I've no. walked into several times. Several people that I did not want to walk in on. Probably, <laughs> probably when it's a home, they probably think it's their house. No, Who knows? No. Or they thought they locked it. No, there's, there's like my, my party bathroom things are pretty rough with people not locking the doors. You walk in, and you walk in, like if I'm at a friend's house and all of a sudden, you know, my, my friend's mother in law is the one I walk in on in the bathroom. And I'm no. like, well, there's no unringing that bell. Yeah. Like, this is like, That's this a, just happened. That's a problem. It's. And another time, That's a I was online because they assume that if the door is closed, you would knock. Who knocks? Yeah, maybe maybe, Lock the maybe door. you're I the problem. You're locking the door. You know, maybe I'm. But the if problem. the door, if if if, the, if 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 it was available, the door would be open. But you know, sometimes you do the knock and walk. I don't know. Sometimes you hit a, you give a double knock and, and open at the same time. The double knock and open. You know, I tell you, this one time I was at my my friend had a. Uh, yeah, but the, here's the problem, problem with the double door. knock. <laughs> The double knock, and oh, why do you need to open the door if the door is closed? Why why don't you wait for someone to answer when you knock? He's got to go. If you got to go. But the door is closed. But why are we not Let locking doors? Really go. Well, I just don't understand why we're not locking doors. Hurry up, kind of knock. Wait, so here, <laughs> if that door, if that if that's a bedroom and that's closed right there, you don't think somebody's in there? No, you open no, the door. No, I turn the knock. Why would I you open, open the door? Because I know, no, no, you know what happens. You know what happens? If I go to open the door and it stops, guess what? I sit back and I wait. Like you a gentleman. In front of the door. I know, I wait. I wait I for leave. it to open. If I leave, leave. No, I think you're wrong. Outside. I, I think you're wrong. No. no. I don't want you to have to walk past me. No, if I was at weird. your house, if I was at your house. Go in. Okay. If I was at your house <laughs> and I'm. Karen, I gotta go to the bathroom. And. and <laughs> Just like that. And. Uh, <laughs> And uh, really I bad. go over to the bathroom, 
and I see that the door is closed. You're just going to sit there? I'm going to knock. Yeah, no, no. I'm but not going to go open the door what if, if the door is shy? closed. What yeah. if someone's shy and they don't want to go, I'm in here. I'm in here. <laughs> yeah, that's even weirder. Right? Yeah, but that not... What if you're the, like, the, 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 you gotta, I'm in here. Here's the <laughs> you know you're going to a bad... Hold on, hold on a second. You know you're going to a bathroom. If the door's close to a bathroom, you have to assume somebody's inside. Come on, man. I assume the bathroom door is closed so they don't want little kids wandering in there, okay? The and what are they going to do? Drown in the fucking toilet bowl? If there are two, maybe. I come mean, on. some kids are. Well, anyway, come on. if you haven't been in our family, knock kids, on the door. Knock on the door. From now on, I will not. And you Listen, won't. You the, knock on the door, and you will not walk in on anybody. <laughs> I guarantee you. Knock, knock twice. Wait, and then knock again and say, "Is anybody in there?" Oh, who has time for that? <laughs> no, if you knock, if you knock, someone say, "Hey, I'm in here." That's, That's it. it. That's it. I now, went to. I was at a party once, house party, my friend Corey's house, and. uh so what's the Corey. topic? I got, got shitting. Shitting? I got a little, I got a little tipsy. Laboratory experiences. I went to the powder room. He had pocket doors, but I didn't know. I thought there was no doors on their bathrooms. I was like, what are these freaks, man? They got no doors on their bathrooms. So I peed out there. Freaks. Questions would be, what happens when you go what's with this to the bathroom and there's no toilet paper and it's not your house? Bunch of bohemians. So I, know. Peed in the, I, see? Have a, I, I have a thing where Cut. I... I you get it? No tissues? back of toilet paper. I fantasize sometimes about being a woman just so I can ask for toilet paper <laughs> without everyone having to know that I have to shit. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's yeah. great. There's only one thing happening if you ask for toilet paper. But yeah. a woman, it could be anything. Well, it could one, be one, two, or one three. Or two things. Yeah. yeah. Three. What is three? three. Oh, three. three. That's, yeah. Are we ready to shoot this thing? Yeah. Hey. Wait, wait, wait. This was, what? wait. Dogecoin. What's going on? Oh, my God. Doge. You want to talk crypto? Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, this was coins. This was great. Tank, thank you much. Okay. You know, this Thank has you been for having me. Thank, thanks for coming on the den, man. Dreams coming in the den. Coming, coming in, in, the den. in the den. He's actually in the, the den. The first guest to come oh, in the den. Yeah. In the den. How do you even say?